0: Okay, we'd like to welcome you back to our current event and weekly Bible study for November 6, 2011. And it looks like this is just going to kind of turn into a dedicated study regarding these John Todd tapes. Uh, Obviously, my commentary is adding a lot to it, but hopefully enhancing what's being said here. And uh, we're going to go ahead and continue with this part, tape 6B. And uh, we'll see what he has to say next and then we're actually going to do another tape after this as well, if we can get that in.
1: Human with sacrifice? Uh, that's pretty... So, oh, well, the occasion was on a Sabbath, okay? That particular Sabbath happened to be uh, February the 2nd, Candleman. Okay? Uh, what about, what was the rest of it? Well, it's done, that particular one was done because of an initiation ceremony that was being done. Mine. But most of the cultists just practice eight times a year if they're in the blood sacrifice. Uh, like, uh, see, the lower witches believe that the power for witchcraft comes from orgies and sex. The higher witches believe it's obtained by human blood. Okay? Ross, I believe you had your hand. It's a revolution that they have planned within the United States. Most people feel that something like that will never happen in the United States. They're lying to themselves. It will happen. And it's not very far off. Well, by 1980, they will be... Helter Skelter is only an excuse, okay? The excuse is to be able to declare martial law. That's the whole reason for
0: it. Now, remember, again, this is dated, and things were obviously pushed back regarding this particular agenda. But this whole Helter Skelter thing, which you know was a uh, the name of one of the songs, uh, or I don't know, probably several songs back then, had that in their lyrics was essentially this mass revolution in America where they where the government then would have an excuse to impose martial law. Well, obviously we've heard a lot about that over the past years, and um, as we, we could be very, very, very much on the cusp of that right now. All it would really take is some false flag, uh, terrorist, nuclear event, uh, a pandemic that they've created, uh, you name it there's a lot of different scenarios but that was always been their ultimate goal is to be able to impose martial law and he was even letting us in on that even way back in 1977 and 78 period
1: they promised the one side that they will be able to gain control of the United States through revolution when the whole time is they're just simply setting them up to be able to declare martial law suspend the Senate constitution and by 1980 they plan on being under martial law now, I'm not saying on all of you start watching me at one time I didn't say it was I said this is their plan okay I'll leave it up to your own prayer life and watching the newspapers whether it's going to happen or not right please just like most other cults the, see Jesus Christ requires just one way only one way the devil will use any way to keep your eyes off that one way okay and he uses the same tactics wherever it branches to I have no idea if the, they he came out after idea. Yeah. They were backing groups like him before, the Krishners and so on. I can't see much difference between them and those two groups. So they're probably back him too. Okay, Mike and then Bob. Yeah, the Council of Foreign Relations. Yeah, and it's, it's inner brainchild that runs this. It's called the Trilateral Commission.
2: Okay. I Bob and then Barbara.
0: Now, he just mentioned the Council of Foreign Relations, of which Rick Warren is a member. <laughs> Rick Warren, like, you know the Pied Piper of the coming pseudo-Christian one-world religion. Okay? He's a Council of Foreign Relations member, uh, admitted. So again, he's talking about this way back then, how that's all yoked up with the Illuminati.
1: Yeah, there's seven principalities, about uh, 200 powers, then it starts getting down into lower people we never pay attention to, the lower spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Now, that's from his standpoint as a Luciferian. Uh, from his uh, reference point.
1: Uh, I want to go to all, just recently, about three weeks ago in April, the day before Jack Howells came to our church to speak, and the day after he left, I came, uh, both times I came walking out of the church at Faith Baptist. One time I got in my car, started to drive off in the parking lot, about 30 people were standing around, and a passing car opened up on us with a gun. And then, that was Sunday night. Then Wednesday night of that week, I was walking out into the parking lot prior to the church letting out with a couple of brothers, and when we dug the bullets out of where they hit, they had fired twice at us, and the bullets were .44 caliber, .44 Magnum, so they don't play around. And the range was.
0: In, in other words, he's going to church meetings, and like you know, one on Wednesday, one on Sunday, they're firing bullets at him as he's coming out of the. This is how bad they wanted to stop his message, okay? And obviously, you know, there's multiple witnesses to this going on. You know, so, again, <laughs> they did not want this information getting out
1: at all. So close, it was from the back of that wall to here. You know that the Lord is in it. It really makes you appreciate His divine protection, let me tell you. Ruth, that world takeover plan ended with World War Three. But one of the teachings is that when Lucifer sets up his kingdom, okay, that through World War III, most of the civilized world as it exists now will be in rubble. The one protected capital that they have purposely kept all missiles away from, from both sides, is Jerusalem. And they plan on using Jerusalem to set up from there. Okay? They believe that Adam's original home, or the Garden of Eden, rests where Jerusalem is. So, that's going to rule from there.
0: Which would make sense. I mean, regarding World War III, most likely Jerusalem is going to be the main focal point. But it's not going to be a place that's ever bombed out of existence. I don't think God would let it happen from a biblical standpoint. Uh, I'm not going to say there's maybe no damage sustained regarding that. But the Muslims wouldn't want to bomb Jerusalem and and damage the uh, Dome of the Rock because that's their third most holy site in Islam. The Jews, obviously, would want to protect the Temple Mount, and so would the Christians. So, the major religions of the world would have a um, kind of a vested interest in not damaging particularly where the Temple's located because of its religious significance to multiple religions. So, that, that would make sense in... Just thought that that was kind of interesting. Uh, Mike and then
1: Robin we'd better let that maybe <laughs> very quick. Um... The church that I attend, I'm a member of is Faith Baptist in Canoga Park. Dr. Rasmussen. Uh, the work where it's at, the house has got to remain a sound. Okay, very well. All of our church walk around people trying to find out where it's at. Everybody, shh. It's like the unspeakable secret. Okay, <laughs> everybody knows but nobody says.
0: In other words, he had to maintain anonymity. He was where a he was at. Of the
1: Prophet's Church of the Final Judgment, which in California is called Universal Trump Tri- Church Triumph of Summit International. They always like these names. Okay, okay let's see, Randy. Not anymore. I try to keep out of communication as much as possible with them. Um, my foster mother has a huge contract on my life, and my brother's trying to collect it, so I try to stay away from them.
0: So, in other words, they asked him. Do you have any more contact with your parents? He's like, no. He says my foster mother has a huge contract down on my life and my my brother's trying to collect it. I mean, and he's trying to kill kill his brother because obviously, you know, they want him dead. And ultimately, it it appears as though they did get get to him and they did kill him eventually. And I'll give you I'm not going to get into that information today. The information will be part of the PDF though that I post regarding this teaching for November 6, 2011. It'll all be in one PDF, and you can kind of access all the information at the same time.
1: By the way, Randy, you cannot communicate with them. You communicate with demons. They imitate them. They cannot speak to you. Let's see. uh, Yes, brother. All I could... You mean, counting all these Sabbaths, they last year from May, May 1st to May 1st, probably 500, and that's only a guess. I'm probably way under. Dwayne has uh, one of his books, Chick Publication, I believe it is, and in the, it's made up like a comic book. It tells you, here it Broken Crop. That's the one
0: I wrote. This is the one that... Okay, now, again, and I just had a listener recently resend these to me. I had given them all out. Chick Publications had put out a lot of John Todd's work uh, in that time frame and still continue to put this out and, and, and use it as a as a reference tool for a lot of their writings. And the comic book series, a lot of those comic books that they've put out are based on John Todd's um, research, and well, really not research, it was the life he lived. It was just basically that. So they can be a tremendous education tool regarding that uh, particular subject. So let's go further.
1: And, One of their main methods of how they get victims to offer up in blood sacrifice. All right, Robin, I think we better let this be it.
0: About a minute on this and I apologize for the audio quality. I remember, this is from like a church meeting from nineteen I'm really surprised it's as good as it is. Um, but hopefully you've been able to hear John Todd and what he's been saying. And I will give you the links um, that you can go if you want to. Obviously, it's going to be a little bit cleaner if you listen to the actual right off the Internet that I'm listening to. Uh, all the links will be available in the PDF for this teaching.
1: Peter, okay, you have heard at a Christian school, what's one? Oh, I'm sure. okay. you have heard that C.S. Lewis was a Christian, right? Okay, first of all, Christian Accelerated Schools has, what well, I'm about to tell you, have investigated what I said. Christian Accelerated Education, and because of it, are now ordering all their schools to ban Lewis's work. They checked into it very carefully. So did my pastor because he was getting hit very hard with this. He found everything I said to be true. When a witch is ready to be initiated, she must not just read, but she must study the complete works of Lewis, fictional works. Lewis has said that the ways of God, like a hallway with many doors, they all lead to it. okay? Now, the fictional works of Lewis are very real to witches. They're not fictional, they're history to witches. They really believe them, okay? They believe
0: them. So, in other words, C.S. Lewis has said that, you know, there's many, many paths to God, which is what the Bible teaches as a lie, <laughs> Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. That's it. Okay? So, when C.S. Lewis says there's many ways to God, well, that's what all the the isms teach. Hinduism, Buddhism, so he's falling in line with that, proving um, he is a devil, essentially. And again, we've done a whole teaching, and I give you the links to the teachings I've done on C.S. Lewis in this PDF near the very beginning of this uh, teaching.
1: Guidelines. Now, Lewis was a member of the Golden Dawn. Now, that's been proven. Along with a fellow brother of the same coven named Tolkien, who wrote The Hobbit. They were in the same time. Now, the Golden Dawn is the private church that the Rothschilds must pick every member of that church, personally, it's in London. The oldest coven in the world. Okay? That's Lewis. Whether he says he's a Christian or not, that doesn't mean anything. That's where Christians are making their terrible mistakes. Could it be that he was like that, and like you said, he got converted, and now he is no longer that? He would have had to tell it. But Lewis' name was on the Golden Dawn records right up to the time that I got out. I mean, there's no betrayal there. He never did leave them.
0: Okay? So in other words, C.S. Lewis, who I who I said earlier, and I prove in the teachings that I did on Tolkien and, and C.S. Lewis, he was a member of the Order of the Golden Dawn, a, a very, very, very high-level... Uh, luciferian group i mean these guys are like the masons on steroids they were literally started uh hand chosen church by rothschild himself uh he never got out his john todd said his name was on the, the the um the member record up until the time that he got out so john todd got out of the illuminati so lewis never did get out he never recanted and uh the, the man was extremely, uh extremely uh, deceptive, evil tool Satan.
1: I want to say something real quick that will answer this. Many people supposedly are getting saved from the Manson family and from other things. Let me tell you something real quick so you, there will be no misunderstanding. You come out of the occult, you come out of the Masons, you come out of anything of the Illuminati, There's one distinct thing. Anywhere there's a vow of secrecy, that vow of secrecy must be broken. Not in part, please. When somebody breaks their complete vow of secrecy, they're out. But until they do, they're not a- okay? Charlie, This is it. That's right. Then a double what? his language. That's exactly right. <laughs> okay. Did you hear his question? How do Masons relate to all of this?
0: So how do the Freemasons relate to all of this whole grand scheme of the Illuminati, essentially? Looking closely you, Masons.
1: Council 13 is the highest council in the Illuminati. The council right below it is the Council 33. That's called the Grand Masters. There are the 33 highest Masons in the world. To be a member of the Council 33, you must take a human life in a ceremony to prove your worthiness. We have in our hands copies, and Schiff Publications is releasing this in their new book, Angel of Light. Copies of a 32nd, 33rd level book which proclaims Jesus Christ, the God of brutality and sin and evil, and Lucifer, the God of love, beauty, and peace, and the true God. Yeah, a little shocking, huh? Different from what it portrays. But don't be mad at the lower masons. It also says in the same book that the lower masons are sheep to be sheared. Now, many masons are getting saved through our message, lower and higher, because they recognize when I, and I didn't tonight, gave my initiation to become a witch and my vow of secrecy, it's the same as theirs, all the way through, the same, no different. Now, Masons were started by the Illuminati. It's all through our history that they're tied with the Illuminati. Their rights are witchcraft rights when witchcraft had to go underground. We've had people come in and tear up their membership cards and get right with the Lord, mainly because, if you didn't know this, Charles Finney was a Mason, and when he got saved, he said, I can't be a Mason and be a Christian. It is impossible because the vows I must take are non-Christian vows, Okay? People are getting saved right and left. They all have one thing to say. When they leave the Masons, the reason they didn't leave before is they were afraid of what the Masons would do to them. Now, if it is a good group, why are people afraid to leave it?
0: Okay, so that's the end of the tape 6B. We're going to play one more um, tape from him. And um, I'm going to try to get this in before we run out of time here. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and start this last part here, and it's John Todd explaining the Illuminati. Now, I might have played a portion of this in a previous clip, but again, it's all, this is kind of a dedicated study regarding this particular subject, so um, here we go. Explaining the Illuminati.
2: Now, most people do not understand the Illuminati. How many people here have ever done any study on the Illuminati before they've heard of me? Okay. How many have done some since they've heard my take? A couple, okay. Boy, are the rest of you in for a surprise tonight. I don't want people to listen to me and walk out of here and just accept the things I have. I kind of like it when people go out here and say, boy, he's nuts. Because they'll go and they'll try and research the proof that I'm wrong. And the more they research, the more they start believing me. It is impossible to research history and to research the conspiracy and to research the Illuminati without coming away a solid believer. As a, the brother who prepared these, Brother Tom Berry, said he went to, through almost 2,000 books for 20 sheets of notebook paper filled with notes. That's how well it was hidden. How many people have a set of encyclopedias at home, a good set? So home tonight, look up the word Illuminati. In some of the encyclopedias you will find that it existed but does not exist now. And in other encyclopedias you will find that it existed and still exists now. But they don't tell you anything about it. Before we go into it, I want to give you a reading list. Okay? Now, I want to explain a book before I give its title. And I want you to choose carefully as to whether you want it or not. I don't want you later getting mad at me because I recommended it. It is not a Christian book. It is not a political book. It is an Illuminatus book. The book was ordered, written, and produced by Philip Rothschild, the leader of the Illuminati in this day and age. It was ordered, written by a woman named Anne Rad, and she was at that time one of Philip Rothschild's mistresses. It was written some 12 years ago. She was already a well-known author, and her books sell nationwide. Most of the people who read them are communists, and... She wrote this book. It was supposed to be a novel. It's 1,100 pages, so if you don't like to read, don't buy it. And it was written as a novel, supposedly, but it is a code book. And within the book is a step-by-step plan to take over the whole world by taking over the United States. Now, I'm going to say many things tonight that a lot of people will try and go out of here and say that I'm anti-American. No, I'm extremely pro-American. I couldn't be that until I became a Christian. But I'm extremely pro-American. I am just anti-government that exists within America today. Because it is not the government of the people any longer. And I'm pro-people government. That's a term misused by communists a lot. I'm sorry if you're upset that I use, it, but that's exactly what it says in the Constitution. Oh, this is what I've been waiting on. I'm glad he brings it. I know what's in it. Wouldn't be the first time. Now, the power of the Illuminati I'll give an explanation. The Illuminati is as following. Okay, first, most people found the Illuminati in things that have crossed their path. People found it in the occult, and mistakenly they have said, Aha, the Illuminati is the occult. Then they have found it in the Masons, and they said, Aha, the Illuminati is the Masons. Then they have found it in politics. And they said, Oh, it's politics. So they found it in the international banking system, or they found it in Zionism. So they list it as just being that. Actually, it is all these things, and much more. They're founded in the Mormon religion. That's because the leaders of the Mormon religion are high echelons in the Illuminati. They are founded in the John Birch Society. That's because the man who leads the John Birch Society is both a high-degree Mason and a Mormon. But it is all these things...
0: Now, I've had inquiries about the John Birch Society, and I can't say I've actually ever done any in-depth studies on them, but he's confirming here that the John Birch Society is totally infiltrated as well. Uh, So just for your own edification.
2: And its par is finance. If you would take its finance away, which is impossible. Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot to tell you the name of the book, and I just realized that. I started out, I'm getting ahead of myself. The book is called Atlas Shrugged. Oh, Atlas, you know, Atlas supposed to hold up the world? Shrugged, like you shrug your shoulders. Atlas Shrugged.
0: Okay, so the book by Ann Rand, called Atlas Shrugged, is the blueprint for the Illuminati takeover of the United States, which is essentially going to transform into the takeover of the world. And um, I've also read that if you ever were to go into someone's house, and they have, there's a special edition of the Atlas Shrug. I believe it's a gold um, embossed type of edition. If you ever see that on someone's coffee table, that is a signal to other high-level occultists in the know that they are you know they're a member of this. Um, I'm not saying they're a flat out member of the Illuminati or high ranking, but they're they're at a high enough level where they're actually part of the conspiracy uh, that the Illuminati is is a part of, or, or, or that the Illuminati has originated. So that's something just to think about. And um, let's go further. Now, this is the warning that goes with it. I'll be
2: talking about occult books tonight and how demons are in occult books and in their music and so on. This isn't so with this book. They didn't place a spell on this book because they did not want people to buy this book other than those told to buy it within the occult and within the Illuminati. They are extremely mad because just this year alone they sold several million of them, mostly to Christians, and they don't like that. In fact, they tried to stop printing it, but people don't want to stop printing it. They're making so much money. The bad thing about it, though, is
0: that—and again, I don't know why a Christian would want to go buy a book uh, like this—but it wasn't. It wasn't the Christians weren't supposedly buying it because they were trying to expose what was going on. They were buying it to, you know, read it. And again, then you can get into the whole genre of the Christian bookstores, which you know, the very vast majority of what you're going to get or buy in a Christian bookstore is garbage. And it's lukewarm, watered-down, unbiblical opinions, or books that are filled with a lot of, let's say part of it is biblically right on, and then another large part of it is biblically, uh, totally diametrically opposed to the Bible. And so you've got to be real careful You know what you're reading. I'm not. You're not going to hear me recommend a lot of books to read or do this or or to do that. I'm not saying that there's not good authors and there's not good books out there, uh, but as inundated as I am with this ministry, and it's only really getting worse with email inquiries and requests. And if anybody emails me, please try to keep your emails as short as possible because I'm getting to the point where I, I can't. One person can't do it. And it, it's as we've um, automated the email list and, and we've made it easier to sign up for the email list, um, it's to the point where I, I, I'm having a really tough time keeping up. And the thing I have to, the thing I'm eventually going to have to make a decision on is do I just stop the ministry totally in order to answer everybody's questions? Or do I do the opposite? Do I keep the ministry going, keep producing teachings? And in and, um, sacrificing being able to, you know, I mean, I want to be a servant, but there's only so much one person can do. So um, I would encourage everybody, if they're going to email me, to keep it as short as possible and to keep um, the emails to uh, a, a minimum because I'm trying to help a ton of people and there's just no way I can delegate what I'm trying to do. Um, I'm the only one that know knows where a lot of these things are that, that maybe have particular person would need regarding a specific spiritual issue, health issue, as far as in my own computers, what I mean that way. So, um, yeah, anyway, I just thought I should mention that. Let's go further here.
2: Since it is written as a novel, it has some passages that uh, I think might belong in Hustler or other places. Maybe out of 1,100 pages, you might count five that are this way. You can tear them out and throw them away. They're just stuck in there to hope. They're stuck in there on purpose to keep Christians from reading the book. So if you get to a passage that uh, is a little something you shouldn't read, just turn to the next page, it'll be over by then, and you can go on with the story. Now, if you don't like to read, skip the first 200 pages. The first 200 pages is exactly the way most people in the world are. They're very boring.
0: Yeah, and again, I, I would never encourage anybody to read this book. Um, it's just, you know... Listening, if, if you're listening to this particular ministry, you ought to have a pretty good enough idea about the agenda of the Illuminati, and, and what we're talking about today is a great example of that. There's, you don't have to go and immerse yourself in this type of stuff. Um, and I've known Christians that would go and, and research even a lot darker stuff that's overt occult stuff. Uh, Helena Blavatsky and Alice Bailey literally buying their books and bringing these cursed books into their house and then you see invariably this huge change in the person doing this because you're literally bringing a cursed object into your house it's going to affect your your thinking process there's demons connected with that that you're literally inviting in when you bring those books in your house so i wouldn't encourage you know anybody to to do that if, if you wanted to know the synopsis of the book you could probably just go online and you could do this for almost all books uh, written in this format and just do like Cliff Notes, uh, Ayn Rand, Atlas Shrugged, you know, the, give me the Cliff Note version, give me, give me the shortened, the abbreviated, the synopsis of the book, you know, that, that would probably be much more appropriate.
2: No, actually, there's a conspiracy from people in all the walks of life talking about this incident happening and that incident happening, and, and, uh um, you know, it's very boring to the fact that it you know that it's the conspiracy that's planning the incidents. It's like reading the newspaper today. You don't really know what's happening behind it. But after about the first 200 pages, eight chapters, nine chapters, something like that, it starts showing you that everything that is happening is conspired to happen. And uh, I'm going to give all these things, and I want to say something before I get the rest of the reading list. The common name for the Illuminati is the conspiracy, or the great conspiracy. Now, until... We lost the school system to people within the Communist Party and within the organization of the Illuminati and so on. You were taught in your history classes, and some people can remember this if they want to confess up to being that old, that history was taught that it happened because somebody conspired for it to happen. Then we didn't want in this nation anybody to get ideas that maybe our government was a conspiracy. So they... Uh, decided to start teaching that it just happened because it happened. You know, World War II happened just because some people got mad. World War One happened because some people got mad. The Depression happened because uh, we bought too much too soon without enough money. They did not want anybody to get the idea that it all happened because somebody conspired for it to happen. But I hope to accomplish one thing tonight more than anything, that I will change your attitude, that I will put new forms of patterns or whatever in your life, that you will walk out of here,
0: and when something happens, you'll go. no, I wonder what they're really up to. In other words, you know, the Great Depression, uh, World War One, World War Two, the coming World War Three, the the wars in between, Vietnam, Korea. These are not just things that happened um, by some circumstance. These were planned out. They were conspired, and in. The Illuminati is behind this stuff. And they have a tremendous uh, amount of things to gain, more control over different companies uh, or countries. The um, money is made off the um, supplying the bullets, the guns, the gas, the tanks to these wars. The, there there's specific reasons why all of this stuff happens. And, and this is what he's trying to emphasize.
2: Really? Okay. And we'll be talking about a few things tonight. The-
0: they're showing a picture here of um, uh, George Bush um, the uh, first one not Bush jr but senior and uh, he's a member of the skull and bones just like George Bush jr was as well and they're showing his skull and bones picture of the Yale skull and bones which is another high level high-level secret society I mean this stuff is it's common knowledge I mean if you search it out I mean there are, are Our presidents, there's a a huge percentage of them that were actually members of this particular very, very dark, very, very evil secret society.
2: Now, there's something missing on the yellow sheet. I want you to draw a block. No, don't draw a block. Under the First National Bank's Right Federal Reserve Act, or the Federal Reserve Commission, FRC, F-R-A, whichever way you want to write it. You can abbreviate it or whatever you want to do. All right? Now, if you'll look at the pyramid, let's start with the one that says organization. Now, there's no way you preach a sermon when you're given a teaching like this. I'm going to play school teacher tonight. If some of you find it boring, you happened in the wrong meeting, because you might as well think that you're back in high school or going to college or whatever, because that's about what it's going to be like tonight. I'm going to give a lot of facts. I'm going to try and leave enough time that we can have some questions because there's no way I can say all I'm going to say tonight without leaving some people in confusion. Pastor, disappeared. There he is. Did you turn that air conditioner on? Yes. I didn't know. I don't feel nothing. <laughs> Can't put this many people in a building like this without starting something. Okay. Start with the one that says organization. And if you'll notice on all the pyramids, the first three blocks are exactly the same. Now, if you've heard my testimony, you know that I came from the Council of Thirteen. Now, I want to stop, take about three minutes to explain the doctrine of the high part of the occult, the the last four levels of the occult.
0: And again, as as this video is playing, they're sho- they're flashing up the pictures and they're showing Prescott Bush, which was the grandfather um, of uh, George. Uh, senior and George, um, well, actually the grandfather of George Junior, but the father of George Senior. I mean, uh, they're showing him, and you know, he actively he was a member of the Skull and Bones. They all have been, and uh, you know, he he worked hand in hand with a lot of uh, uh, the Nazis, had a lot of business dealings with them, these types of things. They're showing a picture here of uh, George Bush. Jr. and uh, Carry they were supposedly running against one another. They were both members of the Skull and Bones, though. So, again, this is all by design. The outcomes of the elections are all figured out ahead of time in these types of things. It's very important to, uh, to understand that. So,
2: oh, are the last three levels of the occult the fourth, fifth, and sixth level? And most of the modern cults today, particularly Mormonism, believe the same thing. How many people ever saw a movie called The Dunwich Horror? Nobody ever saw that movie. A couple people saw it. Okay. Uh, I think Sandra um, Dee was the star of it or something. Okay. That was probably one of the strongest movie truthful about witchcraft and their beliefs that ever existed. Now, there was the original occult Bible, witchcraft Bible, was called the Necromonicon. There's only three copies in existence today. One is in the town in, in St. Petersburg Cathedral in the USSR. One is in... New York City, no, I'm sorry, one is in Glasgow, and one is in London. I saw when it was on, the one from the London Museum was in New York for a while. I got to hold it and look at it, so I went up in the occult. Now, from that, the Book of Shadows, the Occult Bible, came into existence. Several books have been written from the Necromonicon and are in many Christians' hands today, which we're hope that will burn before it's over. Now, according to the Necromonicon, the beginning of the world happened at man or mortals, you watch
0: the Okay, we're going to another part here now, part two.
2: It's worse than no knowledge. All right? And in all of theirs, they stopped the Illuminati at the Rockefellers. They
1: they always are after David and Nelson and these type of people as the leaders of the Illuminati.
2: They're not second. They also say that the Illuminati, and it's in many books, and I can prove it, and in many tapes, that the Illuminati is a Zionist conspiracy. And it is not a Zionist conspiracy. The learned elders of Zion, or the synagogue of Satan, that were Jews that believed that Lucifer was the true God, okay, existed before the Illuminati, and the Illuminati came, you know, used their teachings to start the Illuminati, all right? But they're not Zionists. In fact, most of us the, their leaders are Gaelic. The Rothschilds are Zionists by birth, but they quit believing in Yahweh hundreds of years ago. And uh Whitehall had already left the Jewish church, had been a Catholic and a Satanist before the Illuminati was formed. And on and on. And they try to make
0: okay, so this is a this is something that really comes up a lot. Okay, it's all a big Zionist conspiracy. And this is just more confirmation of that, that yes, there are Zionists, part of the Illuminati conspiracy, but to blame everything on the synagogue of Satan, the Bible talks about, they, they call themselves Jews, but they are the synagogue synagogue of Satan, in Revelation, yes, they play a big part, but they're not the only part, it's not just some only Zionist conspiracy, he was saying that these people, the majority of them were actually Gaelic. Um, and, It's a global conspiracy comprised of all the races of the world. There may be preponderances of particular ethnic groups, but you just can't say it's one big Zionistic conspiracy. And blame every and then what a lot of times people do is then they blame, want to blame everything on the Jews and then and they throw the baby out with the bath water and they just focus in on the Jews and they're the they're the source of all evil and this and that, that that's come up so many times I, I don't know I've done several uh, teachings uh, where I've talked about that, so I think it's important and here's somebody that would know now he talked about using the word uh, they don't believe in Yahweh I don't use that word. I flat out do not use that word. We're talking about a subject here called the the Tetragrammaton. I've done a study on that um, that you need to key in, and it's the sacred name movement thing. Uh, You really need to get educated on that because that is a very important issue. And if you've just never looked into the actual uh, source of that movement, You really need to. Because a lot of people think that they're more holy or they're better because they're supposedly using the real Hebrew name of God. And you need to get educated regarding that particular subject. Because uh, if you realized how many witches would be right there in lockstep with you, arm in arm with you, using that word, you would be absolutely appalled. And I give you all the documentation in the PDF to that particular study. I've never had anybody refute it. Um, and, and that's very important, because it's very important you're calling upon the right name. You know? Um, if you're calling on a the wrong name and in calling out and, and trusting in a name that's false, that's going to affect your relationship with God. So, I'll, uh, uh, I'll try to, I'll, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and put that teaching as a link near the top of the study, so you can click on that if, if you want to know more about that as well.
2: The Rockefellers and everybody at one time a Jew, and everybody's changed their names to hide their Jew, and all the Jews are the evil people, and they leave the Illuminati. Well, I have news for them. I sit on the Council of 13 that runs that organization, and my family's never been a Jew. They're all from Scotland. something's wrong in the translation somewhere. Uh, And I cannot believe that a member of the Council of 33, the second highest council within the Illuminati, can run an organization that exposes the Illuminati. It just doesn't make sense. And the other strongest thing, I'm going to let that one go. That's a little too strong for anybody around here. But uh, all I can say is, as the First Society is like the Masons. Now, I'm going to hit another group here. You're not going to like it. We've got some people here, but hear me out before you all want to lynch me at one time. It's like the Charismatics. And that's because the people, the little people, it's just like, okay, like the coal miners, and like the farmer strike, and like the teamsters, you've got the people in it below who do not know who its leaders are, okay? Now where I sat, I had to hand money to people. Okay? And right now people wonder, why are you mad at these people? These people are good men of God. Why are you mad at them? How would you feel if you had to take millions of dollars in checks and currency and dispose it to these people to do things for the Illuminati? Would you respect them as Christians? the idea.
0: He's talking about the millions of dollars he gave directly to the charismatic movement. And its leaders. You go back to where the charismatic movement started, at Azusa Street. Do you know how many demonic manifestations took place there? Well, isn't that the modern day you know, equivalent of its origin? I mean, isn't that where, where the charismatic movement pretty much started? I mean, they pretty much admit to that. The I have to ask is that if it's so holy and if it's so biblical and it's if it's so of God, why didn't it continue all the way from the apostles, all the way up until now? Why was it that it had to start somewhere in the last hundred years, less than a hundred years? Wouldn't it have? Wouldn't it have all, all, always continued? Wouldn't it? You see an unbroken? No, it started then. Oh, in the Laodicean church era, when when things have become so leavened and so defiled, and since, you know, the churches have started to, you know, yoke up with the government in their 501c3 status, since we've started using all these false Bible versions that were originally spawned in 1881 through Westcott and Hort, two high-level occultists, that gave us the revised version that literally spawned all the false Bible translations that we have today that have been leavened. And you're telling me that there's, you know, you look at the the origin of the Azusa Street. You look at what they admit to went on there. It was not of God. It was not of God. It could not be of God. Well, yeah, but they there there was some but, but look at all the good that came. Yeah. I'm looking. I'm look I came out of it. I've been there, done it, you know. The whole 9 yards and uh, I'm not saying there's not Um, some very uh, sincere people in it. But I'm telling you, you better take a a good look at that. You better take a good look at that. I could do study after study after study on all of the wickedness and false ministers that have come out of that movement. And I have. I mean, they're legion, essentially. So he's just confirming it right here. He was giving... Hundreds of thousands of dollars is, is his position in this over this 13-state region. Two leaders in the charismatic movement, and this is when it started. Now, I've done studies on Benny Hinn and, and Catherine Kuhlman and Amy Sumble McPherson and just the documented wickedness that went on there. And you could just keep going on and on and on. Kenneth Copeland, the 20 hours of footage that, that one of my listeners got put up for me recently on the tapes that I had sent him on where they were slowing down the tongues and they were actually back masking some of the tongues, and the Kenneth Copeland, Kenneth Hagan, uh, Rodney Howard Brown. Really, after watching that 20 hours, the only conclusion I could come is that these people weren't just deceived, they were Satanists. Well, wouldn't that kind of line up with what we're hearing here? That these people were taking literal payoffs? They were literally groomed and inserted into these movements? Everything, all the dots connect. All the dots connect. Too
2: much money went into the Birch Society from the Illuminati for me to believe that it's an instrument against the
0: Illuminati. See, too much money went into the Birch Society, the John Birch Society, for him to believe that it's an instrument. See, people would say, well, why would they want to do this? Because they want to control all sides of an issue. Just like Democrat-Republican. They own both sides, but they act like they're warring against one another. No, they want they create these things so that they can control them from the inside out.
2: Okay. I built I think I built. I saw thirty five million dollars in two years go into the charismatic movement
1: to build the four biggest churches in the United States that lead it.
0: Thirty five million dollars. So this was back in the early seventies, go into the charismatic movement to build the four biggest churches in the United States that lead the charismatic movement. And he was personally there when the money was changing hands.
2: Plus, the full gospel businessman. I saw $20 million given to Demo Securian one night. I can't accept it. Okay? I, I'm not, I'm not I'm never a I wouldn't back contact with a document he was always in Okay. I'm, well let me catch up a minute. I gotta give I uh, wasn't gonna give it, but I'm gonna go ahead and give it. Some of its biggest people, like the man you mentioned and Gary Allen, have both stood up and just literally ripped by name the Baptist Fundamental Church apart. And have you ever seen the blue book of the Birch Society?
0: Nope. Now, this man had asked a question about the Birch Society. He said he wasn't a actual member, but he's, I don't know, I, he's almost there like he's kind of defending them. And so th- this is John Todd's response to that.
2: Christian can read that book and say that book is a Christian book. All right. And I've heard them stand up and say they're fools in the fundamental church. Okay? No, I cannot... Anyway, so let's pass over that one. I get that, and I also get a dozen rows of things all at once. I'm going to get lynched by three different groups before I get out of here. But, uh, and, let me uh, same, please, yeah. let's hold our questions to so one per person.
0: Yeah, really. We've got but, about 400 folks in here today. everybody wants and, to ask questions. Uh, after what i said about the charismatic... So there's about 400 people in this church he's in. And obviously the stuff he's saying is going to be stepping on a lot of toes uh in the average church. So... You can imagine, you know, it take a lot of courage to, to do what he's doing, to go into these churches and, and to start bringing out this type of information. It was probably like, these people were probably in total shock at what they're hearing.
2: I know they're going to want to. So, so let's let have them them. Yeah. What's a charismatic? Okay. A charismatic, uh, let's put it this way, a charismatic movement, the charismatic movement... To the outside people, it's a movement that declares the speaking of tongues. Okay? That is separate from the Pentecostal denominations and churches. Most people do not realize that the Pentecostal churches are not part of the charismatic movement. In fact, many of them oppose it. All uh, right. The charismatic movement...
0: How, the, how true that is now, I have my serious doubts. Uh, I, I really believe that, that um, from my experience in both the Pentecostal and the Charismatic, that they're pretty much different flavors um, of the same movement. Okay, That's been my experience. And I can't imagine it's gotten better since I've left.
2: In reality, it was one of three steps declared back in 1964 to do two things.
0: Well the main function was to destroy the fundamental church of any type. So the charismatic church, the, the the goals when the Illuminati literally backed it, funded it, and created it was to destroy the fundamental Bible-believing church. Period. That was that was one of the main goals of the charismatic church.
2: All right, the Masons was one, and the charismatic church was another. Okay, and then the political maneuvers was the third. Now the chari- most people. That- you know, they, poke,
1: they get caught up in a fifth-minute room, but they don't stay back bath and watch it. It has two distinct
2: signs where it goes. If it isn't a fundamental church, it-
0: This is the fruit of the charismatic church. It, it when it comes into a fundamental Bible-believing church, it splits it every time because there's always going to be a sect of people that say, "No, no, no, no. This is not right. This is out of. This is not done in decency and in order." The Bible says to lay hands suddenly on no man. That's something they're famous for. Just come around laying hands on everybody. It's a great way to impart devils and demons. It's not done in decency and in order. Uh, most of the things that go on in a charismatic church, I can vouch for that. Uh, it's it's chaos. And the people, so it's going to split churches. And then what it's also doing is uniting liberal denominations. When I came out of the charismatic church, I was teaching a Bible study. Uh, I believe it was on Tuesday nights. I was basically doing it in conjunction with the blessing of the charismatic church I was at. And it was a big one. Uh, was, I think it was the biggest building in, the city that I was in, literally. And I was teaching a Bible study on Tuesday nights, and we had anywhere from 15 to 40 people showing up at this house. And I can remember distinctly that there was a charismatic Catholic guy, man, that came there pretty much every week. And when I started getting, this is when I started getting wised up to, okay, the the uh, the truth of the King James Bible. And I can remember the... um the, um when I came there, you know here I am thinking, well, this is really weird. we got a Catholic in here and and we're all charismatics and there's no problems here and there's and the whole tongues movement is a tremendous way to unite people um, because it's based a lot on well, emotions and uh, very um, really it's based on emotions. And what ends up happening is a lot of people that may be in different denominations, if they can get on the same page when it comes to tongues, then all of their other little differences end up vanishing. But the first time that I went in there and I actually started saying anything or tried to help this guy regarding the Catholic Church, because I knew that that was a false religion, you know, he was gone. He was gone. He didn't. You know, you can say anything. Uh, crazy regarding Charismatic, charismatic Church, but the, is, is this, the moment that I said anything or gave him any type of information to get him out of the bondage of the Catholic Church, you know, he didn't want to hear it. But anyway, so I, I do have some experience with this.
2: I'm not a Charismatic, I admit it. But I'm not a Baptist either, so don't say I'm saying it because I'm a Baptist. I'm against it. I'm against it for one reason. I was on the Council of 13 and had to pay too many millions of dollars out to that organization to accept that it be of God in its leaders, Because I know most of its leaders by first name, maids. Establish- so
0: he knew the leaders of Charismania and of, of really the modern day corporate 501c3 church system at large, I would imagine, in America. They were all on the take. They were all being paid off. Whether they were Luciferians or whether they were just paid to be in that position, I don't know, they're still selling their soul to Satan. So how could he have any respect for them? Because, you know, it was all a lie. Uh, you know, I'm sorry if, if this information is shocking, but it confirms everything I've ever researched. It's not just like I'm listening to John Todd for the first time. This is confirming everything I've ever studied over the last 15 years. Uh, so... Again, you know, it's not just, I, I believe, his opinion. It's based in fact. He just happens to have a vantage point that most of us, thank God, never never had.
2: Jesus Rock. I had to deliver a $4 million check that was the second $4 million check that Chuck Smith
0: that created Calvary Chapel and Marinoff Productions received from the Illuminati. Okay, here we go again. Chuck Smith takes a $4 million check. Had everything to do with creating Jesus Rock, which is what we just talked about in the previous teachings. Here is Chuck Smith and that Lonnie Frisbee guy at the very, very forefront of that. And here are the Illuminati is paying $4 million checks in order to make sure that that, get, that that happens because they knew the power that that would have to destroy uh, true Bible believing churches. And he knew it
2: was Illuminati money before you go out of here and say that he did.
0: The purpose of it... In other, words, in other words, Chuck Smith knew it was Illuminati money. Okay? then So make no, you know, oh, he's innocent. Come on. Four million dollars?
2: Uh, to build Maranatha Industries and Productions, which started Jesus Rock. Back when the Christian church was preaching its rock music, not knowing why, but preaching against the just the same, and throwing it out the churches, that scared the Illuminati and the occult world to death. At that time, they almost thought their end had come. Because if that really happened within the Christian church, the Christian church would have the biggest mass revival of souls in the United States that this world has ever seen. That's the purpose for rock music, to make sure that that never takes place. Now, okay, let me finish all this, because it's long. Four hands come rushing out. When that took place, they got scared. So they got smart. They thought And they built Jesus Rock. And you can take some of the top Jesus Rock songs, and you can play the same rock songs over here, and it's the very same tune with new worship stuff. Now I want to give you a, a key that witches know about. Okay? The sign of the devil's music they say of Lucifer's music is not the words. It's the music. The powers in the music. The sign of Christian music is not the music. It's the words. That's why one song written by a group will catch on and will bless Christians' hearts and others won't. Have you ever wondered why the Gators are the number one group in the United States? not because they sang great, because the songs they write. And the part in those songs. Now, I know from being in the occult world the power in music. And I'm saying all this because I was the leader of Zodiac I was going to get on this, and I'm, I'm still taking care of yours at the same time. By Somebody asking me about rock music, but I'll do it this way. The thing about rock music was I was the leader of Zodiac Productions, which is the conglomerate that owns almost all of the rock booking agencies and production of concerts in the United States. Almost 95% of the groups that you hear in concerts belong to contract to Zodiac Productions. Most of the friends that I have that are still in the world are friends that I met in the rock industry of people whose albums you buy today. Okay? The Illuminati doesn't produce rock music to entertain you. They don't produce rock music to make money. They don't need that money. They own everything anyway. They do it to put demonic influence in your life. The w- music is a spell, and every witch knows it. That's why when somebody's saved out of the occult, and they say, saved, Pastor, what do I do? The pastor will go, well, burn everything that has to do with the occult. That's all the pastor says. And they'll bring in their rock records. Nobody has to tell them to do it. They were in witchcraft. They know what rock music is. Now, kids, I'm going to get you with this. Parents, don't pray that your kids throw out the rock music. It doesn't belong to them. It belongs to you. You are the head of the house, and although you think it belongs to them, according to God's word, everything in that house is yours. And you are the one that will face Jesus and say why you had it. The problem with Christians, particularly in a Baptist church, is that they don't realize that there's two judgments coming. One for the lost and one for the saved. Some people to wonder about some things. And this is all...
0: What he's in reference to is the great white throne judgment, which is where the unsaved will be judged and then cast into the lake of fire. And then there's the judgment seat of Christ, which is for all believers. So they're two different things, but they are two separate judgments.
2: In this book, it was written 12 years ago, and in the book... They gain control of the world by bankrupting their own businesses. The Illuminati owns most, I would say, 99 and 9 tenths of the stores that you walk into and shop in the gas stations you go to. And they are going to destroy them on purpose. They are in the process of buying up over the last few years all the stores they don't own. They bought up grants and they bankrupted. They just bought up two guys and you can watch for them to go out of business. And they keep in business the ones that they've always owned and they are going to bankrupt them before long. And cripple them and destroy them. and the idea of taking over is to bankrupt the whole world where nothing is of any value and the currency does not exist
0: anywhere, and then come back and solve all the problems. I heard again, the- we could be right on the cusp of this. There's nothing back in our money. They print it out of thin air uh-huh. and again, if they devalue our money to nothing, then it doesn't matter if you've got two million. Or if you've got everything in an IRA or mutual funds or whatever. Or even silver certificates or gold certificates. You need to take physical possession of that. Uh, because if they pull the plug on this... Now remember, the Illuminati has their seals on the back of the $1 bill. Okay, They could pull the plug on this anytime they want, and your money's not going to be able to buy anything. It's like the Weimar Republic or those types of, of things where you could... Where you could use a wheelbarrow full of the money, which basically becomes like monopoly money, totally worthless, to buy a loaf of bread. So that's something to think about there. Uh, Let's go further.
2: Gacers, which are my favorite group recently, on a record in live consciousness, the guy was talking about the energy crisis. He says, it's funny, it doesn't matter if it's Republicans or Democrats, they get elected, they cause us problems, and then solve them so it looks like they're doing something. Now that's about the way it really is. And the book in it was brought again with the hero, John Galt, which is really Philip Rothschild, lifting his hand up in the air and drawing the symbol of his organization. He never says Illuminati in the book. In the air, it says, we shall follow this symbol back. And the symbol that he draws is that. Can everybody see it for you? It's the dollar sign. Now, the dollar sign is only used in America, by the way. Nowhere else to represent money. It's almost 8,000 years old or probably older. goes back and finds it in the pyramid. And it means to scourge or to punish and to punishment, to purify and make right. That's what it means. funny that that's what we symbolize their money.
0: It's actually an occult symbol as well. I try not to use it even if I email somebody back or um, in writings. I try not to use that sign. It's actually it's actually a wicked sign, the dollar sign. Yeah. You
2: know? The Rothschilds lead the Illuminati, and in every country they have a family with the head of that family being the head of the Illuminati. In the United States, we have the Rockefellers. David Rockefeller is the head of both the Council of Foreign Relations and the Trilateral Administration or Council, which is the name of the Illuminati within the United States. And these, there's more blocks in these things and more blocks in the pyramids, but we have played the main blocks that would interest America. And the main source of finance for the Illuminati and the whole world, but particularly in the United States. is the Standard Oil Company. Now, I'm going to educate you about something tonight that the Illuminati hope nobody would ever find out about. Of course, you can check out who owns Standard Oil. That's David Rockefeller. He's the owner of Standard Oil. Now, when we were in the Illuminati, we had to learn the hieroglyphics of the Illuminati, and we had to go and shop at the stores that the Illuminati marked themselves, marked their stores by. Of course, they own almost everything, but their main business is they mark. And Standard Oil is the conglomerate that owns almost everything. If I told I'm going to tell you the things they own, you're not going to believe what they own. It's that astonishing. If I asked most people today, besides Standard Oil, in fact, I'm going to, what would you say was the number one conglomerate within the United States? Anybody, tell me. Besides Standard Oil. Sears? That's Standard Oil. General Oil. That's the one is was waiting on. Standard Oil owns General Motors. They own Ford. They own American Motors. They own Chrysler. Now, you'll see Federal Department Stores down here. Federal Department Stores is Sears, Kenny, a man very close, very popular in Illuminati doesn't live too far from here, that owns all the Federal Department Stores, lives in Columbus, his name is Lazarus. Now, Lazarus owns Federal Department Stores. Federal Department Stores owns Gold Circle. They own Kresge's, which owns Kmart. They own just about every department store in the United States, Globe, Ontario, so on. They own Woolworths, which owns Wilco's. But Standard owns Mobile, and Mobile owns Montgomery Wars. You get the message? Now, you can find out what Standard owns because they mark their signs with blue and red, everything they own. They also, in all of their oil companies, mark their oil companies with occult symbols. The main symbol is the sign of their God, the five-pointed star. Now, that will end up strongest version I've ever seen of it is a five-pointed-star radiating rainbow colors, because they know that Lucifer is the god of the rainbow, as they put it. And if you'll read it, Ezekiel 28, you'll find out he is. He does kind of radiate like a rainbow. He's covered with different colored jewels and so on. In this thing, they have snuckle with the arrow through it
1: because that's the sign of casting a spell, the arrow. They use 76 because May 1st,
2: 1776 is their birth date of the Illuminati. They use the sign... Of what witches practice in, this magic circle. When they write mobile, they write everything in blue, but they leave the circle in red. Most people don't even notice that, that there's a difference. The winged horse in Marathon, Pegasus, is the messenger of the gods. It goes on...
0: Which is now mobile. They Mobile took that over, evidently, in the winged horse, Pegasus. They're, these are all high, high... I mean, Texaco, my word. Uh... You know, you got the red and black, and then you've got the five-pointed star, and then you've got the, um, I believe it's called a Tau Cross, be, being the T in Texaco, going through that. I mean, you, you could just do, I could sit here and do a study on the wickedness of all of these major companies, particularly the oil companies. Um, anyway, let's go on. On, on holiday in is the star with the rainbows. And you just go on and
2: on. The eightfold path of, of what a witch must master to be a powerful witch is the symbol of Denny. That's owned by them. So, I see that they've got Sears separate from Federal Park Stores. They really shouldn't. Shell Oil was the last oil company to go, and Queen Julianne, which is a member of the 500 here, and her husband, Prince Bryden, and Philip Rothschild own 90% of Shell Oil. Gaul doesn't bear a cult science because it's owned by British Products, but British Products is owned by the Illuminati. Bazile is owned by the mafia. that's controlled by the Illuminati. I don't know why Union 76 is separate because it's a member of Standard Oil. But this will give you an idea. And First National.
0: I think what he had done at the start of this particular seminar this night, he's given out a chart, this yellow sheet of paper that has a lot of this listed. So we're not we're not actually able to look at what they're looking at, but he's going off that sheet.
2: Bank is doing the new thing now. They're putting out 13 circles on their building with. All the emblems of the Illuminati on I guess they want lots of power. They've used the 13 plus the I and plus all different things and so on. Chase Manhattan Bank is, and Bank America are both owned by the Rockefellers. First National is owned by the Dows and the DuPonts and the Kennedys. And the Federal Reserve I am cracking up. I told you right, Federal Reserve Act is on there. I'm not even looking tonight. The Federal Reserve Act, most people think is a mem- uh, section of the United States government and does not. The Federal Reserve Act is a stockholder-owned company. It's illegal, it's against the Constitution of the United States, but nobody dares oppose it. Now, what most people don't realize is the Constitution says Congress will set our weights and measures and the values of our dollar. But the Federal Reserve Act does that. Now, the Federal Reserve Act was pushed through by Woodrow Wilson, the first Illuminati president since Thomas
0: Jefferson. And he was smart. He adjourned everybody to go home for the Christmas holidays. And- now, notice he said Thomas Jefferson. He was the first Illuminati President Woodrow Wilson—he's the one that brought in the Federal Reserve Act in 1913, which was a just absolutely unbelievably horrific thing that happened there—and and he's just he's just further verifying that.
2: got yeah, 55 congressmen and senators act that belonged to the Illuminati. This was back before they ran Congress, and before that everybody could get back to during Congress, and they passed the Federal Reserve Act. You see, now they got they do it in a different way. They own everybody. Now, I want to say a couple more things, and then we're going to go into
0: some things here. So, in other words, back then, they didn't quite own everybody. Now, they just own everybody. But the Federal Reserve Act came in and um, did that, and, and that's when they essentially started. or That was the modern-day advent of just basically being able to print money out of thin air. We not, went off the gold standard in 1933 totally, and then... Really off the silver standard, I believe 1969 was the last year. They actually put silver, any 40% silver, um, in some of the coins. I think half dollars and dollars. And so nothing's backing uh, the money at all now.
2: ...on the sign, and then we're going to take questions. If you'll take up this blue sheet that says, Illuminati plan for world takeover. (laughs) (coughs) All right, look for, it says, Democratic president gets a laws enacted. I'm about J.C. <clears throat> the first law that the Illuminati has, but they have not got passed yet, the number one law they want passed is called the, the, the Dow Gun Act. I'm sorry, the D. Gun Act. It's penned by Isaac Bonowitz, which you'll find on the Council 13 list there, but it's supposed to really be penned by Martin Deeds, who led Jimmy Carter's campaign and head of the National Handgun Control Center in Atlanta, Georgia. Now, most people don't know how important it is that we not lose our constitutional right to own a gun. The Illuminati will never be able to start Helter Skelter, which is on this thing, and you can read about it later, unless they can convince the people that they're not going to have to go from door to door fighting their way down the street as they burn and kill and rape and everything else. So they have promised them there will be nothing existing in the form of guns in anybody's hands, within the next year and a half. Now, I
0: think that that... And again, th- this obviously did not happen. And if anything, since Obama took office, uh, private gun ownership has went through the roof. So, to a certain extent, you know, they've, they've um, I guess, shot themselves in the foot, no pun intended, uh, regarding this particular issue. Uh, but it always has been a very, very major thing that the Illuminati has been concerned about.
2: That's where the Illuminati is going to have a little problem, because they had counted on passing the same law in Massachusetts as the test law, and they lost it. The law would have gave the National Guard the right to come into your home and the state police without a search warrant, and search for your guns, and confiscate them, and arrest you if you had not turned them in with 60 days of the passing of the law. They thought... That since Massachusetts was the strongest anti-gun state in the nation, and since Ted Kennedy supposedly wrote the bill himself, it would get passed. What were they in for a shock? It lost by a landslide, almost three to one. And that is telling the fear that maybe that same law would not be passed in the United States. Now, the other laws removed packed exemptions from churches, House Bill 41, I spoke of when I was here before. By the way, did they pass that bill here? That's when we were fighting, 1441 of all? They did pass it. They passed it. It was about tax or something here. It didn't cut the vote? Okay. Now, 41, I understand, has been passed by now, at least by my information of what I can get. And if the poll's to poll, the tax exemption from churches not belongs to the World Council of Churches or not having memberships of 500. And then, or what well, it doesn't say to the poll, and it says that you must go to court and prove that you should stay tax deductible and you'll spend a couple million dollars in court so it's not worth battling
0: Ben. But notice the trap. The trap is the 501c3. Tax deduction. Oh, so your parishioners can write it off on their taxes for their income tax. Another wicked system that's been implemented. Not which one dime goes running this country. And that was proven when uh, Reagan was even in office. When he commissioned, when um, the Grace Commission came in and found that not one dime of what you pay into the income tax system goes into running this country. Not one dime. So we're taxed in so many different ways that, I mean, you could do uh, several parts study just all the, all the different ways we're taxed every day. And it's, it's, but when taxes are talked about, it's as though the income tax is the only one that counts, which is essentially a, bri- uh, the uh, whole income tax system is essentially a privately owned uh, debt collection service for the International Monetary Fund, which was essentially all part of this Federal Reserve Act of 1913 to totally bankrupt the the country and devalue the dollar and put us all in slavery. So um, let's go
2: further. Those that keep their status, all except those belonging to the World Council. I mean the National Council Churches denominations, which leaves out Independent Baptists, by the way. I'll uh, accept them. No other exemption. You will have your name, your address. Your phone number, just people coming in, let's keep on, uh, printed in every post office in the United States. Plus, you may have an IRF audit without any reason, just because you gave to it, it the thing. This is what the bill's about. The next is the Genocide Act. Now, this law was defeated eight years ago, and it's up for vote again in about, oh, three, four weeks. Now, it will send you to the federal penitentiary if you convert somebody from the faith that they were born into. I don't mean born again into. It's a copy of a law in Egypt that you must leave everybody alone to their own faith. That means if you convert a Mormon, a Catholic, a Southern Baptist, something like this. Nobody laughed on that one. <laughs> if you convert somebody from another faith, even if they're over 21, their parents may if they're over 21, their parents may press charges against you and have you indicted, not for conversion of somebody, catch this, for genocide, and you'll stand trial. Not for some misdemeanor, but for murder.
0: That's right, and that one is the- now again. These are these are laws that they've wanted to bring about for a long time. Obviously, they haven't been able to implement them yet. But it is a look into the the brave new Orwellian world that is to come. Uh, and this way, they could snuff out any type of evangelism, particularly converting to to Bible believing Christianity. Uh, so. Um... The
2: next is the Presidential Martial Law powers. It's called the, the Martial Law Act. It's always been
1: passed. I think it was passed last November. Signed, enacted in a law. Now, I want to say something. If you haven't heard about these, that's because you typically do something that the Illuminati counts
2: upon. Now, people, I'm going to, I'm going to try to change your life with this. When Congress is arguing over something about a law that they're going to pass or something they're going to do or somebody they want to fire or get rid of, start digging and find out what they're really doing that you're not hearing on the television. The only time Congress or the government argues or does publicity about anything they're doing is when they don't want you to know what else they're doing. It's a smoke screen. When they fired, I can't even think of a name now, that guy that was on President Carter's committee and so on, when they fired him, they passed the Martial Law Act. Oh, you weren't lucky. When, right now, they passed House Bill 41 and they're trying to pass the genocide.
0: Okay, so we're... um That's all we're going to play for today on these tapes. Uh, I just heard these this week and really felt as though there was a lot of information that was very pertinent to the days and times we're living in. Uh, Just yet one more source of confirmation regarding a lot of the issues we've talked about in times past. Uh, There are more tapes that uh, I can cover And, um, we'll kind of see, I'm going to probably listen to, to some of them and just try, there's a lot of redundancy in a lot of the tapes from John Todd on the internet, so, uh, I don't want to cover the same information over and over and over again, I think we were able to pretty much stay on track today regarding that, and, um, We'll just kind of see. I'm going to go through some more of these this week and see if there's any other information that we might want to cover. So I'll go ahead and close this out in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this day and this time you've given us. I praise you, Lord God, for your goodness and your mercy that you bestowed upon us. We pray most of all and thank you so much for the Lord Jesus Christ for his salvation. Uh, for his finished work on the cross of Calvary, Lord God, in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray that if there's anyone listening to this tape that's not saved, that you'd save their souls, Father God, that you would give them eyes to see, ears to hear, and hearts to receive, that um, you would direct them to the Salvation tab at the start of the Contending for Truth, at the, near the top of the Contending for Truth.com website, or whatever method, Lord God, else that you would use to get them saved, Um, I do pray that you'd forgive us for any and all sins we've committed as we forgive those who have sinned against us. That the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart would be pleasing and acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. That you would cleanse us from presumptuous sins and secret faults. That they would not have dominion over us. And that your name would be glorified through the body of Christ, through my listeners, through this ministry. um, And that many would be saved as a result of of the efforts that you would work through us. And we ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.